Now batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 155 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And hoodie guy, Rye. What up? What up? So how was your holiday, fellas? Sucked. Yeah? No, it was good, man. You're just miserable. Where were we? What was that place called? Just the Legion we were at, Chris? Called the Knights of Columbus. The Knights of Columbus. Yeah, we had a nice little. Uh, yeah, my father in law like was like the Grand Knight for a while. They give him the key. It's crazy. Shut down the sh- I've been spending holidays with Chris's in laws' families for a few years now, and there's still every year there's like 20 new people that show up it's that I've never met. Real. We and we grew big up. Big family, dude. We grew up in a family like we barely even talked to our fucking parents, let alone yeah. like six cousins. Yeah, you got a lot of cousins. You have a big family? You have a big Italian family, Christian? It's none of your business. What do you mean? I, I want to know about your family. I don't have to tell you that. That's personal information. That means no. No, I don't really have a big family. My mother has two brothers and a sister. They each had two kids. I don't need the fucking family tree, dude. Well, I'm just that's asking. That's it. That's, does that consider a big family to you? What about uh, your wife? What about her? She just kind of has a big family. No. Mm. See the scene. I'm not used to the big family shit, man. See the scene. Like I people. said, I grew up with... Well, we Every holiday was 10 people, tops. Now it's 100. Yeah, not that big. My wife's family's fucking huge. I had 300 people at my wedding. 275 were her family. Yeah. And the rest were my groomsmen. Yeah. <laughs> so How was your holiday? No one asked you. I don't really care. You don't have to ask me. Oh, because you, what? You don't want to... Uh, you don't want to talk about your day? I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy. It's not really... It's, that's not my holiday. You're sick. You're sick right now, so you're extra miserable, and you don't you don't like Thanksgiving. So now I just triggered you. You didn't. How did you trigger me? I'm the one that brought it up. How do you I not like Thanksgiving? Myself. My wife doesn't like Thanksgiving. I, I'm not into Thanksgiving. It's just it's just not my day. I, I just, fucking love it, man. I don't love it as much anymore, though. Got to say, yeah. I think I'm starting to like Christmas more again. It's just unnecessary Thanksgiving to me. Uh, you give thanks. What's unnecessary? The food is just unnecessary. Oh, Jesus. It is. No, oh, fuck, fuck giving thanks. I don't like the food. Do you, who do you give thanks to? You wake up and you, you, you start giving thanks to everybody? No. Do you say... I'm thankful you, every day of my life. Okay. I am. Here we go now. I am. Oh, man. We're all sick. It's the weather. I'm not sick. Oh. I got my hoodie up for Carmelo Anthony's return to the oh, NBA. Yeah. Would he score like nine points? No, he's actually... Scoring, he's scored over 20 points in three games so far. Okay, so this is a basketball podcast now. This I'm is going to be the shortest show. I'm down to talk some in the history. E-ball. I'm not. I have no idea what the hell. I'm only on. looking forward to the final topic we're talking about because I can't wait to fight Christian. That's not even the final topic we're going to talk about. Yeah, it is. It's. We have another segment of the show. Yeah, but then I'm going to bring it back You're, to yeah. the Irishman. Which all right, let's bring. What did, do you want to just get it out? No, of the no, no, no. I don't want to rush it. Okay. Let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. What do you want to start with? This Trinan douche. Oh, he's a douche now. <laughs> yeah, well, he has a what? 4-9 what ERA last year? 4-9-1. And why are we why is there rumors surrounding him? 
Because Fred's got him projected. Good Fred's got him projected year. for a three seven seven. A little Fred bit. Fred also a, doesn't know that he's might might right. head to the Yankees. Yeah, that'll go up to a four. That will instantly go up to a four five. So before we came on, Christian, you were saying this could be like a counter to Batances. If if the Yankees let him walk, like if the Yankees don't offer him anything, well, let's let's get the background information on Blake Trine in here. He is arbitration. Does he have a criminal record? I have no idea. If he does, uh, the Oakland A's are one of the uh, least spending teams in Major League Baseball. Moneyball, to uh, say the least, and uh, Trine Trine is. Uh, arbitration eligible, and he's going to want my scalps. All right, do you want to just take over? No, no, no. He's arbitration eligible, uh, and he's going to make about eight million dollars a year, which is a little high for a reliever that wasn't even their closer last year. I thought he was their closer. You said he was their closer in twenty eighteen, not twenty nineteen. So he got demoted because he had a terrible year. Because he had oh yeah, did he start him. the year as the closer last year, and then uh, that's why you're stat guy, right? You could look that up. <sighs> Very, very well. Yeah, let's get him. He sounds very appealing. Got demoted. Has a mid four ERA. Does he have any saves? Trying to see. Played half of his games in the shittiest stadium in baseball. So he's probably depressed. He had uh, last year. Did say saves? He had sixteen saves last year. So, so. he got demoted during the season. Yeah, awful. <clears throat> Well, so yeah, what do they they want? So if he gets non-tendered, that means uh, Oakland doesn't want to go to arbitration with him. They don't even want to extend the contract to him, and he becomes available. And just like that, he becomes available. And now, would he have to go through arbitration for whatever team he goes to? Like, how uh, would that work? I've never even heard of a team not going through arbitration. It doesn't happen often, so I'm not a hundred percent sure on it. Because usually, most teams will go to arbitration with their guys unless they're. Do a ton of money and coming off bad years. And who's talking about this? Like, who's dropping this? Don't worry about it. I heard it from a source. No, you don't have sources. Who's saying it? Seriously, is it a serious thing? Yeah, Ken Rosenthal reported it. Okay. And the Yankees are showing serious interest or just the name was brought up? Could be a possible fit. The Yankees are interested in Blake Trinan. That was a tweet from uh, Ken Rosenthal. Yankee fans are not. I don't see. To me, it doesn't make a big a big deal whether they get him or not. Because, well, if you're telling me these are going to be replacements for guys like Batances, if if they don't sign Don Batances, I'm not okay with that. I mean, Batances isn't just some bum. I didn't say that he was a bum, but uh, the Yankees also don't know what they're going to might be expecting from a guy like Dylan Batances. I'd rather take my chances and overpay Batances. Didn't mean to rhyme. Than to pay this douchebag eight million dollars. All right, you, you don't even know him. You I don't care. Him. I don't like him. It says here if, <clears> if I already if, don't like if him. The player and the team are unable to come to an agreement prior to the scheduled hearing. The player's salary will be determined by the arbitration yeah, panel. Yeah, that's arb- that's that's if Third they want to arbitration. Now, but, all right, now is the arbitration panel tied to the team or is it tied to Major League Baseball? It's an independent it's an independent yeah. third right, so party. Then, yeah, so then at that point, if the Oakland Athletics denied his arbitration or whatever, then the arbitration panel would get would. 
create his contract for whatever team he goes to. Think of if the two teams want to go to arbit uh, the two sides. Right, go right. To think of it like this. Ready? Right. Well, the only way they don't go to arbitration is if they come to a contract. Think agreement. of like a bunch of jurors, right? They can also. They're the arbitration panel. No, I know how arbitration and works. I was just wondering what happens when it doesn't work. When it, it always when it, works. No, when it when they don't want to do it, when they don't want to pay them. But they're under their contract, so they, they can't. Would, I, yeah, I they, think would, they, would, they, no, have, they to would have to pay them. All yeah. right, so if a team non-tenders a player, it declines to give them a contract for the upcoming season, which means that they don't want to go to arbitration because they don't want to pay what they feel the player is going to end up getting. And if that happens, the player automatically becomes a free agent. And look, wow. they know, like going into it, you know you have a very good idea, I'm sure, of what worst-case scenario could be. And if a team doesn't feel like that player is worth it, if they lose that battle, they're not going to tender the contract. See, the question now is that if he's going to be due around $8 million, the A's could trade him and get something for him or non-tender him, get nothing for him. I just don't see where this guy is worth $8 million. That's my problem. And $8 million is nothing. I just don't see where he's worth it. Because some of the better relief pitchers out because there aren't even making that much a year. 2018, he had an 07 right. ERA. It's in, because of in, the How many innings prior. pitched? In 80 innings. He had a crazy He allowed good. Seven, runs and two home, uh, seven runs and two home runs in those 80 innings. Hey, you know what? Struck out 100 batters. This is kind of an extreme... Uh, Whip was .083. This is an extreme example. I'm but, sorry, .83. But look at Edwin Diaz, man. I mean, you would have paid the world for that guy. After his 2017-2018 season. Now he's a bum. Does he have what it takes to go back to that guy? How much would you be willing to pay Edwin Diaz right now? Yeah, to take a, good, a chance on him. It's a good example. Because I wouldn't pay him. Right? I mean, maybe Edwin Diaz was that good in 2018. You'd be willing to pay him $8 million. But a guy like Trinan who could have just been a complete flip. This guy was so good, Diaz. In 2018, that he had one of the best years of any closer of all time, and then he becomes some bust. But he's not really a complete fluke. 2014, 249, 2015, 286, 2016, 228, uh, 228, 2017, he got traded. Uh, he finished with a 3.93, 2018, 078, and then really last year was a, all right. So maybe that's eight, a lot of innings. Maybe so. eight's fair. I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's just a it's a bullpen option that the Yankees might be looking into because then it, again it ties into Dellen Batances. So, you know, we keep keep saying like he's on the wrong side of thirty right now, coming off this major injury. I still want him though, man. I still think he's that valuable. And Trinan is is the same age as Dellen Batances, but. Dylan Batantis is a guy that I'd rather be wrong about than and take that chance than be wrong and realize he's good somewhere else. I just can't. I, I'd rather take that chance and be wrong with him on my team than be wrong about his abilities and he's killing it somewhere else. Uh, that would kill me. It's just, you know, if you're the Yankees, what Blake Trinan will cost you around $8 million and... I- I think Batanzas is going to cost them more. If they trade for him, if he becomes a free agent, the Yankees don't have to right, pay him right, $8 million. Right, true, true, true. They could probably maybe get him on a lower 
Because yeah. I believe if he gets traded, he's still arbitration eligible. Yeah, so that, the key for training is for him to be non-tendered. Is it training or training? Training. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I've never... I don't know. I, I actually say try. probably training. See, Trinan. it's not that the... It's not so much getting Blake Trinan. It's that I think it's a move to counter losing Donald right. Batances. And that's where yes. I'm probably being a little bit more sensitive about it. Because I'm thinking too much into it. Yeah, he walked a lot of batters last year, man. They're not trying to replace Batances with him. They're just saying if they don't work things out with Batances, Trinan could be a good fallback. 59 and two-thirds innings pitch last year for Trinan. 37 walks. 1.62 whip last year. Terrible. It doubled from the previous year. So would you rather waste your money risking it on him or throw a little more at Batances and risk it at him? Yeah. I think that can correlate with one another. Because if you're going to pay Trinan $4 million, would you rather just Well, pay- you're telling me Trinan's a fallback. So you're going to have to pay him probably more than you value him if he you know, is a free agent. I'd rather take some of that extra money I'd have to pay for Trinan over valuing him and maybe pack it into a little bit more what Batances would want and take a risk there. I'd rather Batances be shit than Trinan be shit for me. I'd rather be wrong about Batances. <clears throat> then to fall back on that. Got beef? No. It's time to move on from Dylan Batances. Let him go to Philadelphia. Really? You think so, man? I disagree. I just don't know what to... I disagree. I think Batances has earned more than that. He's so good, dude. Look at those. Look at his numbers. I think you can argue that Dylan Batances, although he is still considered a great reliever by almost everyone, is still underrated across the league See, the funny on thing how about, good he is. The funny thing about this rumor or this report that Joe Girardi wants Dylan Patances is that... And Romine. Joe Girardi kind of washed his hands at Dylan Patances in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So it, Was that the year when he... With the arbitration? What was the arbitration? That was... 20, was that heading into that 15 season? or 16 going into... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was some bad blood there, obviously. But I, you know, <clears throat> Joe's gonna go yeah, that for was, that was in that was leading into the twenty seventeen. Joe's on a team right now that is what they say last year they're gonna spend stupid money. Yeah, um, and he's got guys in the free agent market that he's familiar with. Why would you not want to go for them, especially a guy like Batances? I don't blame him. It's just funny though. Yeah, it is. I mean, is it spiteful? You think it's a little spiteful? No, I don't think it's spiteful. I, I mean, funny in the sense that we Joe's saw a new he, man. He just kind of like buried Batances in 2017. Yeah, Joe's a new man. Batances didn't start coming around in 2017 until he. I don't think he was even pitching in big spots again until that Red Sox series. No, he he wasn't even he wasn't a non factor in the postseason in twenty seventeen. He was <laughs> Joe had him buried. He only he gave up a game winning hit in Cleveland because it wanted extra innings and he literally had nobody else to pitch. Crazy. I feel like uh Booney did that with Green when he got here until this past year. Well, you know, Green had less of a track record than Dylan Batances did. Was that this game here? He went two innings against Cleveland game game two? Yeah. Wow, yeah. They lost in the 13th. And he pitched in mop-up in game one, right? Yes. 
one inning, yeah. There you go. Joe Girardi's trying to reform the 2017 Yankees down in Philadelphia. He thinks he has another shot at it. He thinks he could do it this time. I don't blame him. So the thing with the, the, them being linked to Didi is that they'd have to move some stuff around to get Didi because they have Gene Segura down there, so they would have to trade him or move him to a different position. So it's not like Dylan Batanzas where they have an obvious need for bullpen help. And Romine would be... That's the other thing. The link to Romine, he'd be a backup down there. Because yeah, he wouldn't have be the Real, starter. They have right. Real Muto down there. Yeah, he wouldn't be the starter. He would. He would literally become the backup to the guy that is argued against Gary Sanchez as the most valuable catcher in the league, in the in in all of baseball. When you when someone argues you who's better than Gary Sanchez, what's the one name that they possibly come up with? Oh, there's the only really name that you you can make <clears> a decent <throat> argument with. JT, you had five extra syllables. I uh, real muto when you say it. Is he that good? I have never followed this guy's career. I'm going to try and follow. Yeah, he's, he's very good. I'm going to try and follow Major League Baseball a little closer around the league. Yeah, he he. Young Gomes is up there. Yeah, where did he go? He just did he resign Padres the right? Nationals? No, wasn't that the Padres' biggest? No. Oh no, no, no. Now you're thinking of Grandal yeah, with the yeah, White Grandal. Sox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Young Gomes going back on a two year deal to Washington. He he's a he's a great player. But is he their starter or is he just he shared time with Suzuki? Yeah, he would Who who else was catching for them? Uh, Suzuki. Suzuki, yeah. Yeah, I think they're both coming back. I mean if Joe wanted to be really spiteful, he'd go after fucking Garrett Cole or Strasburg. Really, if he wanted to stick it to the Yankees, well, I don't know how, how's he gonna how's he gonna work that. Oh, I think they give Joe a lot of power down there. Power, Joe. I think he's on a power trip right now. The thing that worries me with Batantis with the Yankees signing him isn't his talent; it's the money that he's going to to go. He's going to be able to receive because there's there's a few teams out there that are high market teams that are in desperate need yeah. of relief pitchers. Oh, I know Boston. It's gonna be a bidding war. The Mets, the Dodgers could even use an. Yeah, arm. in the first two teams, you just. Mentions aren't going to spend money. No. You don't think so? The yeah, Red Sox. The Red that's Sox. why they brought Hein Bloom in there. They want to cut payroll. Did you hear that Mookie Betts unfollowed the uh, Red Sox on Twitter? That's really? the, that's the yeah. most. I have, oh, wait. A, can I can I say something? Wait. Two quick things. One, just real quick. You don't hire a guy like Joe Girardi without knowing you're going to have to give him some power, and that he's going to run a little bit of your team, and you're not going to. He's not going to be the guy you're going to push around. But I was talking to someone yesterday. With this whole, maybe it was you, Rye, I forget. With the whole Garrett Cole thing, when he immediately after the game, after they were, uh, after they lost the World Series, how he had his uh, Scott Boris hat on. Mm-hmm. Wanted nothing to do with the Astros after that. Yeah, we, you were telling me about it because I didn't know if that was true or not. His whole post. Maybe because he knew that whole cheating thing was about to come out. I was out. talking to someone the other night and I said, who knows? I mean, who's to say Mike Fires didn't text him? Who say they're not friends? And to just say, look, man, just giving you a heads up. I just dropped a huge story to the athletic. They're gonna they're gonna post it after the World Series. Get the fuck out of Houston because I I unveiled everything. Who's to say that that didn't happen? And what players are ever gonna want to go there right now? Do you think it's a possibility that uh. Cole wanted to? 
completely remove himself and separate himself from. Well, think about it like this: if they're, you got to see what the ramifications are or the consequences of them doing this. If they're just going to take away draft picks, it doesn't affect the team for another four years at the earliest, right? How quickly do guys get through the system? If you're if you're a guy like Juan Soto, what three or Glaber Torres, three years? So three or four years at the earliest. Yeah, my thing is you more know, like if you the st- stigma around the team. What now. stigma? That they're still going to be one of the best teams in baseball next year? They're going to be hated even more than they are now. Okay, so who cares? And they, they're just going to be looked at as guys who don't deserve it. Well, if, would, if you don't care about that. Would, I'm sure do you want to go to an organization that is up in fucking flames? Maybe there's a lot of scummy people out there that don't care about that type but of it, thing. And if you think about it, though, the, the people that they get are through trades usually it's either they're homegrown or they're trading for guys midway through the year the main contributors your justin verlanders zach Greinke, those marcelo zuna they're not they don't have to have a, a pitch a sales pitch to come here they have their homegrown talent and then when when the time comes to add a piece who are or you two, thinking of because you're not thinking of you said marcelo zuna but you're not thinking of him. oh uh, no i know i always roberto ozuna i always yeah. call him marcel but like my thing is too marcel. with all these you know, Garrett Cole wants to play in California on the West Coast. You know, people forget that there's kind of a big deal going around the the Angels right now. I mean, there's an investigation going on in, in L.A., in Anaheim. Right? That's not over yet. Apparently, there were five more guys that were dropped to be getting, you know, whatever they're getting, painkillers, whatever, illegally. Why does a player who was so close to a world championship, why would you want to go to two, either one of those organizations where it's just not stable? Don't you want some stability? I would go to the Angels because it's in L.A. Because it's in, in a nice market, and I wouldn't mind moving my family over there and starting a life in Los Angeles. But again, you have to see with the Houston Astros, you have to see what the punishment is. And when's that going to... That's got to happen Yeah, soon. when do you think I mean, that will happen? the commissioner's got to do something soon. I guess they they need to Maybe like, still have an sort, investigation. Maybe still sorting through evidence. Yeah. You, never, you know, how deep this thing is. And all the evidence goes against... I mean, at this point, you got to just be saying, how bad is this punishment going to be? If you're it's losing not, will AJ there be a for a year, maybe then you don't want to go to Houston. If it's half a year, I mean, mm. you probably, probably still... But do. my point is not... And I'm not talking about Cole. I'm talking about any player at this point. My point is not like, oh, the, it wasn't that bad. You know, I can go there. I think they can be. It's more of just like they're kind of they're kind of like un, completely unstable to me. Their organization just did something that's never been done in baseball. And one of the worst things you can be accused for. Why do you want to be a part of that? Because you want to win. Do you think Joe Espada's just sitting there waiting for this to come out so he could be the new manager of the Astros? I you think you think Hinch could be banned for life? Yeah, because I'm hearing it's possible. I I think that's what will end up happening. I think they're going to have to ban. I think that's the most extreme life. thing you can do, and I and I wouldn't blame them for doing it. And again, it's not because of the whole cheating thing. It's more about how he handled it afterwards, and and the things he yeah. said, and the people he put down. To make himself look like he was some, you know, fucking God. And that's what would piss me off. The fact that he completely just made Major League Baseball look like a bunch of idiots for even accusing them. I would ban his ass. Okay. 
You do that. I feel like Joe Spada got really screwed over with all this because he was right on the verge of becoming a manager somewhere, <laughs> and now he'll probably never get a manager job. Because all those guys got Who'd signed Who'd San up. Francisco hire? I forget. Uh, what's his face? The former manager in Philadelphia. Oh, oh right. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe Kapler. Kapler. That was an awful hire. And Who's he best friends do with? Do we know about our boy Ron Wotus? Who's he best friends with? <laughs> He's best friends with Gabe Kapler. Yeah, who uh, is he? But be- I heard he got that job because he's best friends with somebody over there. It might be the president of the team. Huh. He's, I have to sneeze. Someone says he's a big friend. <sighs> I felt good. Um. What about our boy Ron Rodas? Why did you find think, anything? I don't on think him? he's there anymore. Well, his contract was up. Uh, Phil's general manager. Yeah. Oh no, that's I, I don't know, man. Ron Rodas. Yeah. You know he currently serves as the San Francisco Giants. That's probably not updated. No. Anywho, ooh, Ron Rodas emerges as bench coach candidate for the Mets. Did they wow. hire someone? Yeah, no, they hired Hensley Mullins. Though ah, sucks. Rodas will get a job somewhere. How many championship no, he's still, teams? It was says he current on his Twitter account. It says anyway. Yeah, but he also hasn't tweeted yeah. since October thirtieth. Yeah, he's got seventy three tweets in his lifetime. Ron Wody, we call him. Nobody calls him that. Not even you. Yeah. Go back to the episode when we had him on. I called him that. You called him Wody. Yeah. No, in twenty twenty, Ron Wodis will begin his twenty third season as oh, a they coach brought him back? for the Giants. Yes. Wow. Good for him. Thirty third in year. Ron was a good guy. Really nice guy on the Gabe show. Gabe Kapler will be his fourth manager. Wow, that's pretty crazy. That really is because think about how many years uh, Bochi was there. That shows a lot about Ron Lotus, I think. I don't really know the guy, but we interviewed him. But, I mean, to last that long with that many different yeah. managers, usually they'd want to get you out of a few there. few championships. He's a good baseball guy. Yeah, he is a good guy to have. Versatile coach. Oh. What are you doing, pal? Very quiet. I'm trying to find something. Is it Farhan? All right. So Cole, Cole, Cole to Cali. Is this resurfacing yeah, now? Is, Christian. Giants president of baseball <coughs> operations, Farhan Zahidi, hires Gabe Kapler. Yeah. Well, that's his job. But he might be close with him on a personal yeah, level. Yeah. Well, I think that's what the article was saying. I heard somebody say it. I can't can't find anything on it right now Whatever. this culture because it, it, it wouldn't make sense for this guy he, he was such a disaster in philadelphia to just jump right in and get a job but you know we've seen it in other he places sucked. he sucked is this coal shit resurfacing again man what the coal stuff to to california is this resurfacing again because they thought it was squashed who squashed it i thought it was squashed a couple weeks ago it was coal never said that He's open to play anywhere, and he, well, it he, was something that I've read that the Yankees are still quote in, but they believe that he feels they they feel that he prefers to go to California. And the only thing I heard was the Angels are giving him a fucking pretty much saying they're going to give him a blank check that they'll pay anything for this guy, and they need to. They well, the Yankees need to, but the Angels do as well because I mean. You hired a legitimate coach now. Not only that, what are you, you going to waste all of Mike Trout's prime years? That's what I'm saying. You hired a legitimate coach 
Trout can Trout is still performing, if not better than he ever has. You got to start building around this guy. It's just not fair to him. He just he showed commitment to you, and he shouldn't have. Everyone said he shouldn't have, and he did. You got to start showing him some commitment now that you're at least trying to bring a championship. Trying and trying to. I'm trying. The reason why we bring this up is that I don't want the Yankees to just use that as an excuse of why they didn't get this guy. Be like, oh, he really wanted to go to California. Well, you know what? We say it all the time. Who else really wanted to go to California? And who else? And yeah. who wound up playing here? Not because they offered him something that wasn't even close. And yeah, he's probably going to get about a hundred million dollars more than you ended up offering Sabathia in his initial contract. But isn't it something that you have to do? There's no excuse. Like I said, it can't come down to money. If it comes down to money for me, I'm just not okay with it. I mean, if they're going to offer him like. Three hundred and fifty million dollars. Then, obviously, like you, but you have to go in with a number that people can say, okay, they did, they did, they did what they were they needed to do. Dude, they could hire him. They could. The Angels can offer him something stupid, right? Two hundred fifty million. I don't think that's stupid. I think okay. that's like that's probably on the low end. Okay, three hundred million. The Yankees can offer him three hundred and one million. And if he chooses to go to the Angels, I take the Yankees off the hook. That's all I care about. Just just show me that he chose to go to Anaheim at that point, not because it was more money, but because that's where he wanted to play. And then he can go fuck himself. But if it's the other way, if it's that the Angels offered way more money than the Yankees and they let another guy walk, then the Yankees can go fuck themselves to me. Oh, that I'm done with the team. I'm never I'm gonna the watch team. them again. I'm not done with the team, but I'm just not okay with it, and I'm not gonna make excuses for no, them. That's how you'll be, though. You'll be like, I'm done. I'm never gonna watch no, them again. No, I don't get that way anymore. Maybe three, four years ago, I would have. I don't this get team that way anymore. Owes me this. They owe me this. No, they don't owe me shit. But but the, I think just in general, I mean, we've held out on so many contracts and we've made so many excuses for them. Rational excuses. I mean, whatever. But now, what the fuck? Let's go. Cole's 30 years old, right? He'll be 30 years old. Okay. Let's say... Let's say uh, $28 million. We'll say 29 times seven years. $29 million times seven years. It's $203 million. Okay. That probably won't get it done. <laughs> So what do you think does? You think the gears or the money? I think you got to go at least seven. I think that's fair. I think it's more than fair. Seven years, $32 million a year. If the Yankees don't put at least $225 million on the table in front of Garrett Cole, then, I have no, then I'm not okay with it. But if they do, then I can at least say, they offered this guy $32 million a year. He didn't want it. And again, how f- we always say this, though. How far are you going to chase a guy? How far do you want to chase somebody? Well, with a guy like Cole, you have to... I mean, you have to give the tactic of giving him such a big offer before he can talk to too many people that you say, look, this, this deal, this offer expires the second you walk out of those doors. And that has to be so good 
that he has to at least question will he even come close to getting that type of offer anywhere else. So I think at $32 million a year for seven years, Cole would look at that and say, maybe it's not worth me walking into these doors without shaking a hand and agreeing on something. Yeah, but what if he gets... You could get the same from Oakland. But what or, if he doesn't or, uh, know that yet? But what if he doesn't know that I think yet? Scott Boris doesn't know. Well, that's my thing. You have to throw out a, a an offer, and it has to be, look, dude, this is your offer right now. The second you start talking to other teams, it goes away. Yeah, okay. You think the Yankees are going to put where themselves he, in that situation? Maybe they have to. But it has to be an offer that is through the roof. Two twenty five is probably so not maybe two roof. maybe two fifty, maybe, maybe it's got to be that good. See, you can't be short sighted on this. Because you have to hit his number without him needing to talk to any other teams, because well, then you're just going to be in a bidding war and they're going to lose again. Look up uh, Paxton and Tanaka's contract status. I believe they're both free agents at, after this year. I think that's something else that has to play into the Yankees' mind. Tanaka, you said? Yeah. I didn't know that. Go to Spot Track. That's the that's the website to do it. It'll tell you. Who's the other one? Paxton? Yeah. I think Paxton, this is his final year. Of, uh, yeah. He's a free agent at the end of the season. Spot Track. It's a good website. What is it all? Uh, all contracts, contracts for all major yeah, I like sports. This. I like that. And he's also t- yeah. So the Yankee could, Yankees are going to lose. They could potentially lose two uh, fifths of their rotation at the end of the year because Tanaka and Paxton are free agents at the end of twenty twenty. And then you know who they get next year? Corey Kluber. Kluber. He's a free agent because he'll be what forty now. Yeah. Come on, man. The Yankees got to get this fucking guy. I think instead of going to arbitration with Paxton, the Yankees should just offer him a deal, a long term deal. Lock him up. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I see them I doing that. I think he's earned it. And <clears throat> to be honest with you, the Yankees can't be like, well, look at what our payroll is in this year. Your payroll is going to go down drastically pitching-wise in 2021. Yeah, I think it's. I think the payroll goes from 94 to $52 million next season. They can't. They can't be thinking about... You know, we got to pay Kleber, we got to pay Judge, we got to pay this. That's why the Yankees need to, you know, Brian Cashman wants to be smarter than everybody. Be smart now. Lock up Glaber Torres. Lock up Aaron Judge. Yeah. Yeah, because all of those players. Know where be, your money's going. Here are the arbitration eligibles for uh, after next se- season. James Paxson, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, Tommy Canely, Gio Urshela, Chad Green, Jordan Montgomery. It's our fucking team right there. You just named our team. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is a big year for that then, Christian, where they're going to have to look into signing some guys long-term. And I'm sorry, they you talk, avoid arbitration. listen, you talk about that window. With that many guys going up for free agency at that point or whatever, your window closes even quicker. This is your year, man. If you weren't going to do it in 2019... <clears throat> You better do it in 2020. As things currently stand, New York has just 94.7 million committed for in to payroll in 2021. That number drops to 51.2 million in 2022, 45.5 in 2023, 41.7 in 2024. So they have no money in the uh, on the books for the. You 2020s. need to relieve the pressure right now. You need to relieve this pressure to win a championship because. 
with that many guys that are going to be up in the air, if you don't win a World Series this year, you're going to feel that pressure to sign back as many people as you can to keep this team together. Yeah. Where maybe if you do win one, I'm not saying you give up on guys like Judge and shit like that, but I'm saying <laughs> you can start to think about even resetting now again where you don't need to sign all these guys back. Starting, a, you That's know. A good point. Because if they do win one, then I don't see them giving a long-term deal to Gary Sanchez. $41 million in 2024, and 30 of that is uh, John Carl Stanton. Wow. That's crazy. And the other 10 is uh, Aaron Hicks. Or so yeah. pretty much the only money they have committed in 2024 wow. is those two players. Because they drafted a couple of catchers, too. So that's a good point, Chris. That kind of like it's the same point Christian was making with Garrett Cole with not getting a World Series this year because it just has a motive. There's a there's a reason. For yeah, it. I mean, yeah, Dif- different it, reason happy for in, it. But you'll be happy is. in L.A. and you might keep, be getting more money, but you didn't get that right. fucking World Series that yeah, you want. Exactly. Just spend them. Just just, just spend, spend. Just, yeah, just and spend lock them. up some of these guys. Go to just There's go no to cap. Just do it. Get taxed. Who cares? I don't think Aaron Judge is going to squeeze them for thirty five million dollars a year. Nah. Listen, I, I think Sweeney Murdy brought up a great point when we had him on a couple weeks ago, and that was that it's not about getting taxed. It's about where that money goes when they have to pay into it, and it goes to teams that are already on the rise. Like, it goes to the Rays. It goes to teams like that. Now they're getting better That's and true. beating the Yankees with their own money. I didn't think of that. Yeah, but I also think even further than that, if uh, depending on how far over you go, you lose slotting in uh, in the draft, and I think you're something it affects your international bonus pool money, which we know Brian Cashman loves. loves. Which he traded. Um, he he traded Judge for, for enough of it. If he had what it. the hell did he trade? Nestor uh, Cortez? Nestor Shreve. Cortez. He traded Nestor no, Cortez. Uh, but who was the other dude? Uh, Warren. Adam Warren. Yeah. Last year, two years ago. All right. The Yankees traded Nestor Cortez to see. It's like it's like that's where Brian Cashman dumps all his garbage is in Seattle. Seattle. It's always Seattle. And then and then he gets it the really money. Is. Loves it. Well, it's because the GM out there is not a, not a douchebag, and he's willing to to work with the Yankees. Oh, right, here it is. Beginning in 2018, clubs that are $40 million or more above the threshold, the tax threshold, shall have their highest selection in the next Rule 4 draft move back 10 places. Wow. Unless the pick falls in the top six. I like the way baseball does that. In that case, the team will have its second highest selection move back 10 places. So if you do go over that a certain amount, you will get Rule 4 draft. I thought it was Rule 5 draft. How many fucking That's rules? different. Uh, yeah, so all right, there's so why don't you Google Rule 4 draft, Ryan, and tell everybody what it is? Nah, Rule 4 draft is the official term for the first year player draft. Did you know that, Chris? Nope. Oh, so that's just the draft, yeah, it's the draft. Learned you know that, Chris? I did know that, that's why I told you to Google it. Rule five. Rule nice. five is you, you, you rule told five me to look it up instead of just telling me. You, rule five is after they've been drafted, right. Or that's should I look that one up now? Rule five is for the guys that are not protected on the forty. The rule five draft allows clubs, yeah, without a full forty man roster, to select certain non forty man roster players from other clubs. The only thing I don't know is that when they become eligible for rule five, how long they have to be in the minor leagues. That's a good question. There, Uh, they have played uh, so. 
Players who sign with their current club at age 18 or younger and have played professionally for at least five years are eligible to be selected. So you have to play professionally for five years or be drafted by your team at age 18 or younger. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but when it's still five. So then if they're on, if they've played five years professionally, but then that sixth year they're in the minor leagues and they're off the 40 man roster, then that's when they're, they would be rule five eligible. Now are you done? You done educating everybody? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's today's lesson. What else, Chris? I'm I'm ready to debate. So debate. I'm just gonna listen to you talk. So everyone watched The Irishman. If you had time, how long was it? Three hours and twenty nine minutes. Three twenty nine. I knew right away that you weren't going to like it. That's Me and Ryan fallacy, loved it. Fallacy number one. Yeah, no. see, I thought he was going to like it. I didn't. Because there's some some su- Sopranos guys in there. Joe Pesci's back on the big screen. It's a mob movie. Christian lo- likes those. I knew he wasn't going to. I knew that it was going to let him down. Because it doesn't have that. And spoiler alert, by the way. Right? Are we spoiling or no? Is this just going to be surface level? I don't know. If you want to spoil, then go ahead. But if you're listening now and you haven't seen The Irishman, then just leave us a five-star rating and review and turn off the pod. (laughs) I won't spoil. I don't think we have to spoil. But there's no real moment that... Like, the way Scorsese has done his last few movies, I feel like there's no big moment. It just kind of happens in real time. Like, it would the way he depicts it on screen is the way it would happen in real life. It's not like some falsified, yes. you know, um, buildup of suspense where he needs to do certain things to make you on put, put the you on big the moments. Of your seat. The big moments were really quick, quick. It's just like, it just wow, that how it would happen. Yeah, and you have to appreciate that, and you have to know that it's still a big buildup. You, but the problem is that you do have to watch a this is a three and a half hour movie. You do have to watch it twice, twice I think, to really appreciate it and i haven't watched it twice yet and i still loved it but there's so much that you didn't pick up on when me and ryan were talking about it this weekend there was shit he was saying i didn't pick up on and vice versa Mm -hmm. so those small moments that you might have missed are what the build-ups are to the big moments okay and that's why you didn't like it plain and simple see him, because I didn't love the movie, he thinks I didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not going out here and saying... I'm sorry, you can't just like this movie, though. Because See, that's three, where you're fucking but wrong. But it's three and a half hours long. But that's where you're wrong, and that's why people are so... This is what, How I'm do you tired. like a three and a half hour movie? You can't. You either hated it because it wasted your time, or you loved it. Did it waste your time? Did you waste three and a half hours? I don't feel like... No, I don't feel like I wasted my time. I'm glad I saw the movie. But I didn't love it. I didn't walk away from it saying, wow, it's the best movie I've ever saw. It just kind of went along. And if that was his plan for it, great. That's not how I enjoy a movie where it just it just went along. It, there was good acting in it. I enjoyed Phenomenal some acting. of the some of the storylines. But it just it just went along. And it's a three and a half hour movie. It did. Movie. It just goes you, along. And if you're going to make a movie that long, you need to have a little bit more sizzle in it. I'm sorry. You do. You got to pop somebody in, in a three and a half hour movie. You just can't just have it go along. If you were just going to have it go along, then you're on Netflix, right? 
Four part miniseries. Boom. Yeah, you said that, and I don't disagree. And they only didn't do they. And Scorsese said, "Oh, this is the way that I wanted to tell the story in one sitting." And blah blah blah. And Every Martin, episode, Ryan's dropping shit. And Martin yeah. Scorsese, you know, I lose a lot of respect for him because he, you know, oh, Marvel, you got to think though too. Marvel bit. movies aren't cinematic. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, you know what, bro? They, you know, the worst Marvel movie made a billion dollars more than any fucking movie you've ever made. So you can, you know, go screw yourself on that one. Why? Because oh, I want yeah. my pin back. That Super superheroes, you know, whatever. Who cares? This is another debate. But they they had to release it in the theaters because they had to get an Oscar nomination for Robert De Niro, who didn't deserve one, in my opinion. The scene where he beats up the the grocery store clerk was one of the worst. Yeah, is that his fault though, or is that the director's fault? That's that's whoever's I mean, in he's, charge. He's eighty years old. Exactly. So yeah, if you had the wherewithal, that's not on De Niro. That was on the it, uh, cinematographer okay. and the AP. But here's my point: you're gonna you. The whole point of this movie is that you didn't want younger actors to play these guys. You uh-huh. had to de-age them. Fine. Yeah. Then don't make it look so bad. Well, you should have gotten a double on on scenes like that. Even even what all they had to do there was you you do a perspective from the ground and you just look up on his face you didn't even you didn't need a full body shot of an eight, almost 80 year old de niro kicking somebody it, that dude you just that totally a, took me you out you just of it. did a whole movie where you made people look younger but they were themselves you can easily impose put that uh his face over a younger guy's body at that yeah, point yeah or just not just don't do what they did there there was another part where pacino's character jumps on on another character leaps off oh, his yeah. chair and that that took me out of it a little because it was clearly a stunt double. But I mean, that kind of shit didn't bother me though because I was go. I went into this movie expecting to have a few moments where I was like, "Oh, that didn't look yeah. good," which was fine. But that which, was so no, bad. that, that was, was very so bad. bad. I agree. I, when I was watching it, it I was, was saying that was wasn't good. But it just it didn't take away from the overall movie for me because I was really actually to be honest I wasn't looking that forward to this movie I didn't think it looked that good and then the last couple of trailers it started to sway me but having like Pesci on I, screen yeah. again that was just the big thing for I me. actually give it all to the actors I don't even give it to Scorsese I give it all That's to fair. the actors the the actors and I were felt, that to be honest good. with you I found myself a little bored when Joe Pesci wasn't on the screen. Joe Pesci was, he, in my he opinion, was, the best. He, yeah, I, I, and he played such a different role for him because he's always that, totally different. That, I mean, Pacino was amazing, but that firecracker at you know that. Yeah, that they talk little, about that in the roundtable discussion that place. Where he was like, more right like after. an understated guy, yeah. And, yeah. you know, in this type of movie. I thought Romano was really good too, actually. Yeah, Ray Romano, really good. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Is when at the beginning of the movie <laughs> yeah. when uh, don't spoil too much. When they're when, talking, when they're, when they're talking, down. and he's like, "But it's in the trailer, though. It's in the trailer." Yeah, and, yeah. and he goes, "He goes, you see, he, he goes, yeah. You want to know if I did it or not, right?" <laughs> yeah. That was one of my favorite parts. Of the that movie. was a great movie. That was a great no. There part. was some. There was some great dialogue throughout that. movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and the one thing I'll credit Scorsese with is his ability to throw in comedic relief throughout a movie like that and the comedic relief is really good but i feel that you you can be in the middle with this movie you can appreciate it for what it and for, i and for I acting and i'm for not, the, in the roles and being a guy that that's always kind of had an interest in mob stories and you can appreciate that but then you can also come away and saying the only is, reason why I this say is not that, a great though. movie it's, the only reason why i say it's tough to be in the middle is because there's a lot more going into this. It's not just an hour and a half, hour, 45 minute movie. This took up three and a half hours of your day. Well, didn't I? To where I feel like. I watched it in parts. Okay, so that's different than maybe that was different. But if you sat there for three and a half hours and at the end of it, you weren't blown away in some in some regard, 
you probably don't like it as much as you would have if it was shorter. I would, because of the fact that they did it in this scenario, if they would have done it in a, in a miniseries sense, it, it would have been outstanding. There they was someone on Twitter that marked, they, he, did you see that, Christian? He put like markers on where you should stop it if you wanted to watch it as a mm, four-part I didn't, miniseries. I did see it, but, I, but after you but watched it. There's a point that I made on Twitter yesterday after I finished, or whenever I finished watching it, is that it's not built to lead into an end. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you're writing it to be a four part movie or whatever, you're you're writing it to end it at a certain point and lead into the next episode. So even if you did that, like I, you know, you watch enough movies, you know when you can stop something. Yeah. And I did that, but it's still, you know, it's not leading into something. You know. Yeah. I thought the storytelling was brilliant and the actors, but I don't disagree with you when and you say it didn't give you that moment. Especially the way that they ended it. It was just so bland at the end. Yeah, but you also but have to understand I, that, that they're that telling the someone's story. And okay, but that's not how... He wasn't going to fabricate that, it in that any is, way. That, see, that's, in the sense of it being a movie, it's a boring ending. Okay, yeah, all right. See, but that this is why i really really like this movie a lot was because of how real it was like that it was how, how it ends with them in a nursing home and dipping bread into grape juice and they're and they're friggin' they're just you know they're alone now it's just them which is I, fine i have no I, yeah, problem no i'm not but, saying you have a problem with if, it you I'm know, just saying that it's just it's, it's not it's, it's, it's not, nice to see a movie like and i i, I love I love the superhero movies and all that shit like that. But it was it's night. That's this is one of the main reasons I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino movie from earlier this year, is that it was a breath of fresh air. It was different and it was re, it was like a real it was real characters. You know, Christian probably would have liked it more if you know De Niro if it ended with De Niro at a restaurant, looking up at someone and and it going to a black screen. No dickhead probably would have appreciated it. A Did more. you watch? Because you never seen Goodfellas. No, How was the end of, I really do have to watch that. The end of Goodfellas is not explosive. I do have to watch Goodfellas. It kind of just ends with him in the courtroom, and then he's in. Don't don't blow it. I'm going to yeah. watch it. Yeah, right? actually, I he's, yeah, he's I on, I have to watch it all. I have to watch it again. And I, then he's in the WPP, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what that means. So okay. Um, but Goodfellas is based on a true story. All right, ratings yeah. out of ten. Six. I'll give it a well. I do want to watch it again before I really give it a rating. First time through, seven and I'll a give, half or eight. I'll give it an eight point eight out of ten. Wow, that's that's like one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, I thought it was one of the greatest movies of all. In time. In terms of what it was and what where the future of uh, the movie. See, I think this is the beginning of the future of Hollywood. Where I'll give it an eight. You're gonna see these kind of movies being done all the time where like when Leonardo DiCaprio is 70 years old, he's going to be playing 30 year old Leo and it's going to look so much better. This is seriously the this future. This is the first time it's ever this happened the on this scale. Of, yeah. Of, but uh, so I, you can make an argument for having younger actors play younger versions. Like you could have De Niro Pesci be the OGs in the movie and then have younger people play them because De Niro as young Vito in Godfather two is one of my favorite roles of all time. Mm hmm. And so you can make right. an argument. Oh yeah, no, that is an artistic like decision to to do that, and that is a good one. And in, in some some cases, but I mean, as an audience, all we want is like, what's the new thing? What's the cool thing? And that is something that could be really cool in the yeah, future. Yeah, but if it's gonna look like shit, like it yeah, did in the grocery not, store. Scene. But I mean, think of the first thing of anything. Think of like the the I don't know, man. Just how much better things get over time. The first computer compared to where we are now. It shit with technology, it advances and it goes quick. 
See, I feel like because Netflix bankrolled this thing, Scorsese wasn't under pressure to make a theatrical movie. And he can really do what he felt like he wanted Just to do tell with a it, story almost. which is fine. But then, if you're going to take Netflix's money, do it in a Netflix more of a Netflix didn't type that style. Way. It didn't work that way. I think it was just the matter of they want to change the game in a way, like not just through this technology, but you know, we want major, major motion pictures being released on Netflix because that's the future of the audience. You know how many? And then the you know how then many the Academy Awards to? needs to change their their you, criteria for getting nominations. You know how many it, places he went to? that he got denied the money and i would have denied and him too netflix, if I was a studio and netflix didn't even fucking yeah, bat an eye they handed him a check of course they would bags of cash but if you're a, a studio like Wait, Sony, what were you saying though what were you about to say what they should change the way you yeah, get with nominated Nef- yeah with that you don't have nominated? to be on a big screen because it had to be released in a theater to get them nominations, to get Oscar nominations. You can't go straight to Did Netflix. It? Yeah. Because there was a movie a few years ago. I guess it was... it was On Amazon, right? No, it was, I was telling you about this. It was the Beasts of No Nation. Yeah, yeah. It was a Netflix movie that was nominated for a bunch of stuff, but I guess it must have... Um, i never even heard of this movie. It was with Idris Elba. Um, Some of these movies get like... Lost. Not even lost. Like They'll go into the theaters just for a week. Yeah, and then um, be eligible because of that. Yeah, like oh, wait, the no, uh, maybe Beast of No Nations. Oh no, Beast of No Nations Nation didn't get any nominations. Well, oh yeah, earn any? No, yeah. Well, you ever see them do weird shit like uh, with the Sandra Bullock movie with the blindfold bird box? Yeah, yeah that was in a theater for like a week. Yeah. All right. Seven and a half for me. I'll leave myself room to watch it again and and make it a better rating. All right, that's all right. We have questions from Twitter, Twitter, or do you just want to sit in silence? I'm reading. Yeah, look at this. The rule allows any film to be considered for an Oscar so long as they have a minimum seven day theatrical Hmm. run in an LA theater. I I wasn't I didn't know that that was I like an official Christian thing. On it and then I he was very adamant. I thought it was just Netflix him. bias, but it's an actual. All right, well then yeah, then you're right, Christian. They got to change that shit then. So exactly, if you gotta you gotta pick and choose your battles here. Do you want to get an Oscar nom, or do you want to probably tell the story in a better context? Right. Fair. Because honestly, who. Watching the movie, who really deserves an Oscar nomination out of that movie? I don't think anybody did. I think Pacino. Oh, I, no, I, I think Pacino. I think Pacino definitely deserves. Oh, a, I think all of them a deserve a nomination. I think Pacino's going to. I end liked up him, but he was. I don't know. I got to watch the Hoffa movie with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I don't know enough. No, about I think Jimmy all of them Hoffa, deserve. But one. he was just like, it, it was almost like too much for me. Now all of them deserve. Yeah, well, Pacino is a very theatrical actor, but no, I, you know what? Who Honestly, deserves a win, Pesci for me? I was about to say, I think Joe Pesci could be the one that sneaks in and gets all the awards. But again, I don't really watch a lot of movies that are nominated, so I couldn't compare it to any anybody else. I think Joe Pesci's role was that good. And it's just so different from anything he's done, he's like got, you said. I would say I'd be very confident he would win out of any of them. But I, here's my problem. I don't appreciate the fucking smugness of people that love this movie towards people that didn't love it. Oh, you're just too stupid to understand it. I no, thought you're not too stupid. I thought man. you were going to watch like this. You don't, whatever. It's- I thought you were going to watch this and and say anyone who didn't like it is a fucking idiot. But no, there's there's definite room to not like this movie. You're not dumb if you didn't like this movie. No. You you just have a different taste. 
but I think everyone, if you are a fan of mob movies and the the cast that was in this, then you have to appreciate this movie. Oh, if you didn't like it, you don't appreciate history. Yeah, and, and you know what? Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies of all time. It I mean, is. how great so it was, was it? Cool to see De Niro and Pesci back in those roles. That but first scene. Sorry, keep going. That doesn't mean like. I want to see Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera lace them up again and try mm-hmm. to play baseball again. I understand it's a different scenario, but at some point your time passes, right? Even in, in even in acting, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, I and I somebody agree. and somebody pointed to somebody. I said this on Twitter. Wouldn't it have been cool to have a movie where De Niro, Pesci, and Pacino just play old school mob bosses, where they're in it a limited time, and then younger actors carry the movie that would have been fucking cool or just the whole movie is them older like what it like you could have made that last like half hour hour of the movie the whole movie where it's them dealing with all of their past actions and what happens next i thought an unnecessary storyline was hoffa and the daughter i uh, see i know that was that like was, my favorite storyline that's where you as someone who didn't really think it was amazing that's why those are the things you don't appreciate those things. And I'm not saying it was stupid. Un- I just for thought it. it was unnecessary, right? Because you don't under you didn't understand his take on the story of what was important and what wasn't. What was important to you was seeing who got killed and who was hit and who was this and who was that. Those underlying storylines are what made the movie, what made the character. Because the character you didn't get much out of, you just knew he Again, was this guy. If you're going to give me a nearly three and a half hour movie, that's not important. That's not important. It's not, that's false. No, that's see, why I, it's three I, and a half hours. That was actually my favorite. Uh, let me rephrase that. If you're going to give me a three and a half hour movie, then why not make it just go go four four because hours? Because that wasn't the make story he was hours. trying to tell. He wasn't. He wasn't trying to tell the story that you wanted to hear. Well, what was the story? Was he jealous that Hoffa had a better relationship with his daughter than he did? Because you never really got the sense. That that bothered him. No, I was that a was that a was that a reason why he no the story was Uh the story was uh, it's not just mob bosses that are affected by what they do and or people in the mob what they do. Do you ever think about the mob's family, their daughters? Did you ever of what of how fucked up their lives are because of it? Did you ever watch The Sopranos? No. Well, it's not just about it's not just about. Okay, Mob. so that's what Scorsese was doing. So maybe you should maybe, rewatch it. Well, maybe what's his face did a better job of telling that story. Than he Martin also Scorsese had how many did. years? He had eight years to do it. He had eight years working on his friggin' movie. It felt like how long ago did we hear about this? Twenty fifteen. Well, wow. Questions? Huge letdown. Huge. Huge. We have questions. I'm over you now. My chest. I have agita. Yeah. When did you learn that word? I bodged it a lot. Okay, what's well, let's end the show with some some fan questions here. Figure we'll do something a little different here to end the show. Didn't think we'd have a lot of content today, and then here we are sitting at the hour mark. Anyway, do you not have the Twitter app? Hey, what are we doing? Don't worry about what I have and what I don't have. A lot of silence. So talk. I Say don't. Something. It's not my job to talk. It's your show. Remember. Big day in fantasy for Stack Guy Ride today. Oh, yeah. I got Aaron Rodgers going against the Giants. I need him that right. nice day. Uh, and he'll kill him. Right. Game Continue. doesn't start for another half hour. Shorty's already thrown for 500 yards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go with Chris Cologne to start. He wants to know 
that we've actually witnessed the best and worst Yankee season that we've ever seen? Ooh. The best. Best for me was 2009, I'd say, that the whole run. Although this year was a good run, so 2017 was nice. But I'd, you have to say, I have to say 2009 because they won the World Series and Chris and I went to a lot of games. So that was a fun year. I mean, the obvious answer is 98, but... You were 10. Right. I mean, I have to go with 2009 because of what Ryan said. Yeah. I would go with 2009 as well just because, like, even though I was older... You're still in high school and you're still doing different things and yeah. you're not as locked into it as you would be at, at an older age. So in 2009 and whatever year that Vernon Wells and Travis Hafner was on the Yankees oh, is, yeah. is by far the worst. The worst. Year yeah, I was thinking like maybe, I've ever witnessed maybe like 2004, but I was 12 for that. So I didn't really didn't really hit. No, yeah, but that team bad. was still good. It yeah. was still a playoff team. This team was just disgusting. Yeah, to watch. awful. Agree. That might have been like 2010. No, no it was, no, it was, it was like 2014. It had to be 2013. 2013, 2014. Oh, uh, Lilo. Well, Red. they missed Ugh. they missed the playoffs two years in a row, right? Travis Hebner. 13 and 14. 13 and 14. And, yeah, 13 and 14. Who else was on that shitty team? Jeter. Ugh. Austin Gregory, do the Yankees bring back either Didi and or Batantis? Uh, at this point, I don't I don't really see them bringing back either one of them. I don't I think the Didi train is gone. I think it's passed. I see them bringing back Batances, though. I really do. Man, I don't know. I see Batances as a Yankee this year. I just don't. If I didn't, if this report of them being interested in Trinan didn't come out, I could see it. But I just think that they're interested in him because they don't want to bring Batances back, and they want to keep the bullpen depth at where it was. Maybe. And yeah, and where I just don't see it happening is because those are two players that I see getting more money than the Yankees are going to be willing to offer them. The thing about Didi though is where he still makes sense, and you know your analytics and your your stupid bacon stats or whatever that shit was yesterday that came Old out. Bacon. I just think, first of all, we're at a point now where we're just going to make up stats just for the hell of it and just to prove how smart everybody is. Right. You know, we're going to take out strikeouts and walks, and then we're going to yeah, tell it's, you... It's, it's, it's so stupid. Getting, like, it's on. too much. There, What is that called? There's like a balance beam thing where, you know, it's like they balance one another out, but now it's getting like They're analytics are away. really making it way too heavy on their side. Yeah. It, it, analytics are... A crucial part of modern don't, baseball. Don't defend Greg Bird when he's played like three games in no, five years. You can't defend my thing Greg about, Bird, right? My thing about that stat, using it to defend Greg Bird and then the person who, I'm not going to give him the rub on this show. If you know who he is, you know who he is, but I'm not going to say his name because he came off as a smug douchebag in the comments to people. And But you're using that stat yeah. to defend Greg Bird and then you're going to disparage somebody that says the eye test. Um, yes. Yeah, the eye test showed me that his bat couldn't catch up to a fucking fastball if his life but depended when he on it. Do, when it does, dude, my my best but friend when it does. My best friend Justin hits fucking dingers when he makes contact, but he's not. He doesn't have a high WoboCon. He's not in the major leagues. But yeah, when he hits when he hits a baseball, it goes really far. Should he play on the Yankees? No. Come on, dude. There's more than just making having a high contact. Again, rate. if you wanted to, oh, if you fuck. wanted to fight this from like Excuse a guy me. like that's on the fence, like kind of like Greg Bur- uh Luke Voigt. Who's like, we're still kind of like, is he the guy? Is he not? On the fence character, yeah. But Greg Bird, let's take away any of his talent. I don't care about his talent. No. That's the problem. That's not the reason You don't defend a guy who you don't care about their talent anymore. You care about the fact that they don't play. I couldn't even break 50 miles an hour right now if I threw a baseball. I I don't think Greg Bird could catch up to it. Yeah. Chris throw a slider to Greg Bird 
10 times, I bet he wouldn't. And you want to use analytics to defend Greg Bird, but how about at the end of 20, uh, the end of August of 2018, he had the fifth lowest weighted on base average against fastballs 95 miles an hour or above. Oh, that's not good. And he only played a handful of games after that because guess what? He was hurt. He was hurt. Yep. So let's not defend Greg Bird about anything. No. Now, I, I there's don't die on that and, hill and anymore. When people don't defend him, don't fucking disparage them. I like that word you used. Yeah, seriously. Like, you can't tell someone who says Greg Bird's a fucking bum that they're wrong. Because he is. Because he fucking <laughs> is. Like, that's just the facts. I don't need I, analytics. Many, but seriously, how many times in the last, I, if you even want to count, last year in 2018, how many times did you see him? Did he just, it looked like he was just swinging. Weird. Like, against, like it was a, a gale force winds were coming at him and he was trying to cut a baseball bat throw and he... It just was awful to watch. And I don't need, like you said, you don't need analytics to tell you about that. Yeah. My eyes work perfectly fine. Yeah. And and again, you know, before we move on to the next question, we're getting into a point now where it's analytics versus people that like to watch baseball on the field. Okay. Greg Bird's been in the league for four years. Mm-hmm. You want to know how many games he averages per season? Uh, let me get, can I guess? Four yeah. years? Yeah. Uh, all right. You go first. Are you, you're not taking into account the, Season that he missed completely. I'm counting ever since he made his debut. So then he, it's going to be even lower because you're having a year where he's added, adding nothing into it. Okay. So 15, That's his 16, fault, right? 17, 18, 19. So he was actually in the league five years. You're not can't, you, you, I bet you looked at baseball reference and there's nothing there because of the year that he missed completely. Right? Wow, you're right. You're right. So let's just take the want to just take the four yeah, years. No, no, no. Okay, that's fine. No, do the just four take the four years, years, that, years that, he that he actually played. Was eligible to be on the field. I would say it's around. It's in the fifties. Forty six and a half. Okay. So when you take guess. into the complete year he missed due to injury, right? It was due to injury. Yeah. Thirty seven. So take your fucking stats. Take your fucking bacon, whatever the fuck you want to take, and shove it right the fuck up your ass, and videotape it, and put it on Twitter. Okay, thank you. End of story. All right, this is DJ Minard. This maybe was a question directed more for me than you two guys, but he wants to know which two current Yankees would make the best WWE tag team. Voight and Stan, hands down, not even up for debate. What about Tommy Canely? Canely, I I want Canely and Gardner. Canely, if Gardner's technically not a Yankee. Oh yeah, true. But Canely is too over the top. Where I think he would be the one to get. Beat all the time. He would just yeah. He would just get beat. Like people would fucking hate him. But do you go? There's there's the there's there's three ways of thought in making a wrestling tag team. Do you put two really good wrestlers together? Do you put our our video stopped by the way? So what does that mean? You can keep talking. Our video stopped. That sucks. Yeah, sucks for the people who watch. Well, how'd that happen? But those who listen is that like a space issue? Yeah, space issue. You gotta start deleting old episodes, I, I guess. I know. Oh. All right, so you do you you do like um, the Rockers with Shawn Michaels and Marjorie where you have two fast, good wrestlers together, or you do like the Twin Towers, the Big Boss Man and Akeem, where it's just two big, massive dudes together, or you try to blend them like the New Day with Kofi Kingston and Big E. So, which what is your you want to go the two powerhouses I together? Vo- I go Voight, right? I go Voight definitely. And you got to go Stanton, A, because he kind of looks like The Rock. And B, because fucking G, man. You got to go with that. 
Those are the two, hands down. G and V? G and V. I'll go Giancarlo and Judge. So you're going to, you're going yeah. to, you're just going to put two, uh-huh. two massive fucking, yeah. uh-huh. nah, you got to have Voight in there. See, I think I'm going to go with, I think I got to put Tommy Canely in there. All right. I think I got to go Tommy Canely and, and Big G. It would be like a Shawn Michaels and, and Diesel All right. deal That's from fair. from the 90s. I would think I would go G and Tommy Canely. Okay. And not Yankees related, but Patrick asked it, so I'm going to. Uh, we're going to answer it to end the show here. Let me bring it up here. I want to word it properly. What if, what I forgot what his question was. Uh, since we're in the holiday season to be jolly, here's a couple of questions. Fellas. Actually, one is Yankees related, but... I was going to say, uh, I thought one of them was. What's the first Yankee game I ever seen? The, the one that I remember... Is when I was probably five or six years old. Uh, I don't really remember anything about the game. They probably lost because they sucked at that time. But the Beach Boys gave a concert on the field yeah, after the game. That. That's the first memory I have of, of. So if you had a Yankee ticket, you got to watch the Beach Boys after. Or yeah, was it because, a separate event? No, it was a separate. No, it was a, after the game. The Beach Boys did a concert Damn, on the field. Sick. That's the first memory I have of uh, watching the fir- Yankee game. The first on-field memory I have, like watching them on the field. Was ninety five when Griffey rounded third and that was it. I remember that. My first. It wasn't my first game I watched. I remember when Mickey Mantle died and they honored him before the game. I remember my dad telling me it was going to be one of the saddest days at Yankee Stadium ever. But I don't remember the game. I remember watching before the game. But I don't. I when when did he die? Ninety four, ninety five. I rem so ninety five was really my first memories of baseball. Obviously then. Because the you know the that uh, when Griffey rounded third in the ALDS, that was the first game I remember 95. watching on TV was Jim Abbott's no hitter. See, I did I did watch that, but not all of it enough. Where I don't know if it's that I remember the game or that I remember watching highlights of it. The only thing I remember is that uh, we were at the mall, and some guy. Somehow my father found that this was in 93. Somehow my father found out that Jim Abbott was pitching a no-hitter, so we left the mall to go home and watch the end of the game. You have to. That's awesome. Right, do you have... I guess it, going to the game, we, we went to an old-timers day way back in the day. I yeah, remember going to I that. remember like that. Mo Vaughn was playing for the Angels at the time, and then I guess on television it would be that, that Subway <laughs> Series was the first one that I really yeah. got what, hooked the World on. Series that year? 2000. Yeah, 2000. I was eight. All right, so he also wants to know, since it's the holiday season, the holiday okay. season. Okay, we've got holidays coming up. Uh, what is the best Christmas present or memory you've ever had when you were growing up? G.I. Joe's, baby, all the day. Lo- the little ones? No, the fucking, like, dolls. They were pretty much dolls. They were that that big, but I fucking I know there's something more Joe. recent that was definitely one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Yeah, but he kind of wants to know as a but child. like as a kid, right? Childhood. I have to say, for me, PS2. Yeah, you were a big PlayStation. I guess PlayStation, like the original PlayStation, yeah. I was fucking went crazy. Yeah, you 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 like that PlayStation. That was there. probably my best. I was probably there's two that stick out to me. One that was a good memory. Well, actually, they both were kind of crappy memories. But I was very excited to receive both these gifts. Uh, I was probably about seven, six or seven, and I got my first Nintendo. Oh yeah, and the, we went to go. 
at, you know, I was so excited, but we, you know, you had, my dad said, when we come home, I'll hook it up. We hooked it up and the thing blew out. I played it for like five oh, minutes. Oh, you told me that. Damn. And my dad showed up to Toys R Us the next day with it in a paper bag and he, and he basically demanded a new one. Did he get back order for five months? No, he got a new one. Yeah. Huh. Wow. That's what I'm surprised wow. about. And I was a little bit older, probably about 10 they came out with a Home Alone board game, and Home Alone is like my fa- like fucking my love Home favorite Alone, movie. Like I I hate saying it's my favorite movie because it's not Rocky, and it's Joe Pesci. Yeah, it's Joe Pesci connection because you know I just uh but I watched that movie so many times I actually cry I remember like crying or being so upset. Great movie. At because remember TV Guide. Yes. In the back of TV Guide, it used to tell you when the movies would run on HBO and what it stopped. And then I realized that it was the last time it was ever recording or playing. And I tried everything to try to record it, but we didn't have a VCR. And I was just, it, it was a mess. And I was oh, this so. This is why Netflix was invented. And now. I was so upset. But it was like, I watched Home Alone so many times in my life. That was my. And they came out with a Home Alone board game. And I opened it before my parents got down, got to the, to the Christmas tree. And I ran in there. And my dad was so pissed off that. It, I opened presents before everybody else was ready. <laughs> he was mad. How old are you, 16? I was 40. Did okay. you used to try hiding in your house when your family would go on vacation, try and live home alone? Did you try and be... What was his name in the movie? Macaulay Culkin? No. Oh, Kevin his... McAllister. Yeah, Kevin McAllister. Yeah. No, I never... Great fucking movie. I never tried home alone, home aloneing myself. You, yeah, never too late. Never too late. <laughs> never is. Never is. That's a movie you can never remake, though. Because now it just well, be they like, tried. Well, they made a Home Alone three. They tried like to remake one, it. How could you ever watch it? Like, it's such trash. Why? Why? I love Home Alone two, but it's I don't just, know Joe Pesci. I thought Home Alone two was great. Unretired, you could get a Macaulay Culkin. You had the you had, you had the bitch from uh, the lady from uh, what's her name from Angels in the Outfield. Phenomenal, but it's not Macaulay with, Culkin with the doves. What are you talking about? She's from Angels in the Outfield. I don't know which. Per- oh, he's on Home Alone Two. We're talking Home Alone Two. No, the the homeless pigeon lady. Oh, that's that's <laughs> the fucking lady from Angels. It can happen. You know. Did you know D- Danny Glover had a lisp? What does no. this have to do with anything? Because I was watching a show. In the outfield. Great show you would love on Netflix. Don't touch me. For Get this your fucking hands shit. off. Cold man. case files. See, I, you, you, but no, it's not I, cold. I case. Like they're the one. They're the one percent that actually gets solved thirteen All years right. later. Okay. And Danny Glover's like a very narrator. small narrator in it. Like he it's talks tiny. in the beginning and the end. I got to catch up Freeman. on my Joe Ken the Homicide Hunter. And he's got a little lisp. I never noticed. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up the show. All right, here. please. It's did, so wait, fucking long. Yeah. Did you say? Oh, you had PS and Ryan had the GI Joes. I, I had to just watch him play PlayStation. No, GI Joe's though. Did you have no GI Joe's? My dad bought me Grand the Theft Auto by no, accident. I had the little ones. That no, were no. Of... See, I had like a fucking. My dad dolls. bought Grand Theft Auto with it by accident. He didn't yeah. realize what it was. So after I hooked it up, he came up like twenty minutes later, and I'm just killing people. Yep. And I'm like the sky view. Old. It was the sky view. It was you'd the do the same view. thing every time. You'd go. You'd run down the street and you go to the marathon runners. They'd yeah. And you'd you'd kill. All I the actually bought a PlayStation game on Black Friday. The first video game I bought. And it'll be the show. No, since MLB The Show with Judge on the cover. Wow. What game did you buy? Uh, I bought WWE 2K20. Those games look good. I've, I've seen videos. Because of it was on sale for 25 bucks, and I had a $25 Amazon gift card. Oh, there you the go. only reason why I bought it. 
I don't I don't know. I don't really play video games anymore. But anyway, so uh, we hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. And if you're, you know, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving because you're not American, you know, hope you enjoyed your Thursday doing whatever it is that you do. So uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully we'll have some uh, news to break down as the winter meetings will be creeping closer. Even though she'll never listen to it, I do want to say a, a very I'm very happy and congratulations to my sister and her husband who welcomed uh, their son, Mateo Salvatore, into the world on Thanksgiving. A little fucking turkey was born. Waiting so, for you to talk about that. Very, and I mentioned how your Thanksgiving was. Very, very happy that uh, my nephew's here. A little a little E.T. fingers that he's got going on over there. Uh, so congratulations. Congrats. I'm very happy Congrats. for them. But uh, thank you for listening to episode 155 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. As Ryan said earlier, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate the show five stars. And if you do so, let us know what you thought about the Irishman. Who's yeah. right? Who's wrong? Uh, well, you won't watch right. this on YouTube this week. because we yeah, you, you just won't watch the end. Ran out of this. this still got space. an hour on YouTube. I mean, this fucking show ran so long. It's really not loved it. Any other show that we've done, but all right. So thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stat Guy Rye. Go Yang. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.